Today we are talking to Simon Hill and Mark Garnish from Ticket TFB. Welcome on the show. Hi, welcome. Hi, good morning. We always start with the elevator pitch, so I don't know if it's going to be Mark or Simon, but please take it away. Okay, um, well basically Ticket TFB are a leading PMS vendor in the UK uh, and Ireland. We have some 600 clients and our market leading product is a partner for Windows. Guys, some uh, experts say we are at the end of the global financial crisis and others say we are heading for a double dip. Can you tell our listeners how Ticket TFB was affected by the crisis? Sure. I think uh, it's certainly been a very difficult um, two years for the vast majority of vendors in the UK. Uh, TFB, from our point of view, uh, we've had a very successful period in terms of new business, uh, but clearly our clients have suffered uh, through the downturn and we haven't experienced as much business from our clients. In fact, it's been quite dramatic in truth. And I think that's affected everybody. Most vendors would um, tell you that if they were honest about their approach. Certainly in the UK, though, what's actually happened is that um, we've had uh, a major vendor who's gone through a process of end of lifing uh, a lot of products. And that certainly meant, therefore, that firms have had to look around. They've had to come into the market because essentially their product will no longer be supported from about 2012. So that's been great because from our point of view, Partner for Windows is very much seen as the leading product in the UK. Uh, it covers a number of areas uh, in terms of uh, what firms are looking to do. Mark will cover a little bit about that later on. Uh, but certainly from our point of view, it's allowed us to win a large number of sites. And it's our belief that we've probably more, won more than any other vendor over the last two years. So to qualify that for you, uh, we have won something like 95 odd sites in two years, which again uh, very much leads the market. So whilst the new business side has been very good and we've had our most successful two years and Ticket TFB has continued to grow, uh, certainly on the client side, we've seen a reduction in business, but that should come back as firms start to recover over the next couple of years. And do you already see a little bit of the recovery then from your client's perspective? And some, yes. I think what it's more about in actual fact is um, them stabilizing the, the position in the context that initially... If, most firms perhaps took some time to reduce their overheads to the new market conditions. But now what's actually happened, they've done that probably um, during early 2009. So rather than necessarily being a really big upturn in the, the legal market outside the top 100, I think really what's happened is they've adjusted their cost base. And what most firms would say is that at least they've got stability of income. They've got more visibility now. We don't quite have the yo-yo effect that we had in late 2008 and 2009. Earlier on in the year, I think firms were beginning to see an upturn uh, during the spring. The housing market was starting to recover. and yeah. um, They were seeing a gen- you know, small increase in volumes of work. Uh, but I think that really hasn't necessarily continued into the summer. hasn't dipped, but at least they've got some stability in terms of looking out forecasting their fee income, which they haven't had over the last couple of years. We are certainly seeing that the the better managed firms are coming out of the recession rather quicker than the perhaps firms that had more challenges uh, as far as their own management was concerned. And as a general case, the bigger firms um, are showing signs of an upturn 
uh, before the smaller firms are. I think so, Rob. What actually happened from our point of view, and, and, and go back to that thing about the uh, elevator picture a minute, but certainly Ticket TFB, we were the first to deploy a free fee and a desktop into yeah. the market. And that certainly enabled firms to react to the downturn far quicker than a lot of our competitors might have been able to do in terms of giving information to the um, key partners with any firm. So typically now a managing partner would effectively log into the system and that um, that desktop would give them access to information very quickly about what was actually happening in the firm. At the same time, I think the other side of it was that the system provides um, partners, firmers and the accounts department with very timely alerts over key issues. Uh, that could be anything from outstanding disbursements to um, bank balances and so forth. And those are either done by email or text. You don't have to wait to report to produce, be produced at the end of the month. So I think certainly, you know, again, our clients have been in a position whereby through using part of the windows, uh, they've had very good management information, which a lot of other firms uh, might not have had and have perhaps suffered through as a result. Let's go on to the next topic because that's still rather hot. Software as a service. It keeps gaining popularity also in the legal IT community. Um, what are your yeah. views, both from perspective from uh, the law firms and from the vendors? Well, I think it's very interesting. I think Mark will just cover our approach in a moment. Um, but if I just look at it from a sort of top level, two or three years ago, there really wasn't very much interest in the marketplace at all, certainly in the uh, medium-sized law firms. Um, why? Well, generally speaking, they like to have ownership of their data on site. And actually, the communication costs were still very high. So there really wasn't very much interest. I think to a certain extent, uh, now that's picking up and people have, have got a lot more interested, certainly at the beginning of this year. Uh, why? Well, I think there's more visibility in the marketplace in terms of what uh, vendors are doing generally, people doing their online banking, things like Google Docs, uh, Microsoft SkyDrive and so forth. So actually, therefore, that, that's become acceptable. But also, too, I think it's been driven by the fact that a lot of law firms now have been squeezed in terms of their access to credit and leasing funds. Yeah. So as we come out of the recession, typically firms haven't invested in their infrastructure. It may be three, four, five years old, in many cases um, older than that. Yeah. And therefore, they've looked around and thought, well, actually, we'd like the latest software and we'd like to invest in that. But actually, we've got a bit of a cash flow problem because exactly. we can't get to the funds. So that's really a key thing. And Mark will explain a little bit now. We've started to do that. We've probably got two or three sites doing that. And we've come up with a model about how we're looking to, to take that forward. Okay. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, and I'd have to just agree with what Simon said. Over the last two or three years, the big change that we've seen is a mindset change. Until fairly recently, I think firms still wanted to be able to go and touch their file servers and know that somewhere in there their work existed. Whereas now the idea of it being hosted and in the cloud is becoming increasingly acceptable. And we have two or three firms only at this stage that have hosted systems. Yeah. We do see interest in that um, growing. I think that still for some firms... Um, the cost benefit is marginal. Um, they can still lease these systems or loan, uh, bank loans are still affordable. 
but increasingly the idea of not having to own the servers, not being responsible for backing them up, not being responsible for what happens when there's a power failure is becoming increasingly attractive. Yeah. And we've certainly worked on a financial model to help firms with that, uh, which is based on renting the software and indeed spreading the cost of the initial startup for services, data transfers, data migrations, and so on, as part of that business model. And we're beginning to find some interest uh, amongst the, our clients now for that type of approach. Okay, so basically also the the crisis is forcing firms, um, if they want to keep playing with the latest software, to go for a software-as-a-service model. I think it is. I think it's certainly doing that. Um, some firms, as Mark said, will clearly have access to credit, but it's becoming increasingly hard. Yeah. I think the other side, we've just completed, one of the things that um, Ticket TFB very much leads the market with is um, its independent user group. And we use that as a forum for um, discussing ideas and thoughts and how things affected medium-sized law firms. One of the key things for them, um, which they've been sort of coming back to us over the last year or so, it's becoming increasingly difficult for them to manage their own internal IT. Why? There's been a lot of cost reduction and their ability to to afford highly qualified legal IT uh, experts or professionals is limited in firms outside the top 100. So they're beginning to realize the risks that they might have had some problems with things like exchange, for example, or backups that they thought were being carried out properly. <laughs> but they're getting to see and think, um, actually, the reality of it is, is that having the hosted solution, we don't have to worry about service packs. We don't have to worry about the integration with Outlook. It's all done for us, and it's all part of the package. Yeah. Whereas before, they really struggled to do that on their own site. And that, that's a problem for vendors, because for us, we may only be supporting um, Partner for Windows, mm-hmm. and therefore it's it's hard for us to necessarily provide that complete service when you've got all these other products being integrated with that solution. Whereas if it's hosted, we're doing everything, it's far easier to control the environment. Yeah, exactly. I think what is interesting... Sorry, Rob. No, I was uh, I was saying uh, also for the for the new startups, and it's also what you see a lot: partners leaving firms to start their own boutique firm. Um, mm-hmm. They are also presented with a lot less startup cost uh, if they go for such a model. Well, I think interestingly, I, I was just about to say something along those lines because a lot of the firms, the boutique firms, are breakaways from large firms, and of course, larger firms, the the partners and the lawyers in some of the larger firms have never really been that close to the actual IT. You know, the servers and the ho- and the processes have always been managed by big IT teams. So for them, um, not owning the actual hardware itself is far less of a problem because they've never really been that closely involved in the process in the past. Uh, and so certainly boutique startups, perhaps coming as breakaways from larger firms, uh, are much more comfortable about the concept of hosting. Yeah. Than, than perhaps um, established firms. Yeah. I was going to add, though, as well, um, we've spoken about this from the benefit of the law firms. It does, of course, give the vendors a small challenge, one, one that we're happy to address. But, of course, in the same way that it is a benefit to the law firm's cash flow, there is a challenge for all vendors because, of course, it minimizes our cash flow in the short term because yeah. as we move to a rental model, we don't get that capital investment um, that we would have previously had. 
And I think that as Ticket TFB, we're certainly big enough to withstand that and um, manage those uh, the impact of that. But perhaps some smaller vendors may find that slightly harder. Yeah, of course. But um, on the other side, I think your leverage from your systems that you have is much higher than uh, the average leverage uh, in a law firm who are, well, buying a new server for every new platform that they are that they are on. True enough. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I see a lot of benefits. Another thing, slightly related to that, there was a large international law firm last week. It was Evershed who announced a groundbreaking deal to pilot iPads for lawyers. Does Ticket TFB have an own strategy for the iPad? Well, certainly we're sort of uh, looking at that. Uh, and I myself, I'm using an iPad and everything else. Um, you are very lucky I over there because you can already buy it. And where I live, they are not available yeah, yet. Yeah, that, that helps, doesn't it? <laughs> I think that, I think that um, generally speaking, in the UK, um, people would see uh, Ticket TFB as being at the forefront of this type of technology. Now, when it comes to it, I think, and, and people have been very quick to say their applications are compatible or whatever they mean. I think in the legal space, a lot of vendors have perhaps uh, come out too quickly, and really all they're saying is that you can access uh, applications via uh, the Citrix yeah. client for iPad. Now, that's clearly very different than saying you have an iPad-centric application so, yes, clearly you can access Partner for Windows via the Citrix client on, on an iPad. And I think that it's something that, with time, we'll uh, look at even more closely. I, I think what's true, it, there's a big difference between a top 100 or even indeed a top 20 law firm and your average high street firm. Mm. And what do I mean by that? I mean that the average high street firm... Um, Generally speaking, the partners and fearners will do their time recording in their office. Yes, they might go to a client, but generally they'll record that time when they get back. Yeah. And then they leave the office, they tend to drive home and maybe they might access these systems over the weekend by their laptop or their, their VPN on another machine at home. Whereas city lawyers, generally firms in London or the major cities in the UK, will spend quite a lot of time traveling, commuting, so they're used to using devices like a BlackBerry, uh, and therefore the iPad will come more naturally to them. Yeah. Now, I think personally the iPad is a brilliant device. Um, you can see the Evershed's approach to that, because I think for a lot of lawyers who need portable communication in that context, it's yeah. better than a notebook, because quick access, you've got almost an instant on, that, okay, Windows 7, your time out of, you know, sort of sleep or mode is probably only 10 seconds. But nevertheless, Windows has its problems, far heavier application, whereas an iPad is pretty much instantaneous. It's much more portable. It's much more usable. It's much more user friendly. And I think particularly for larger law firms, one of the great attractions is the ability um, through the iBook application to publish information as as books effectively and also to to keep a large amount of information and documents yeah you mean like uh, you mean like closing binders yeah ab absolutely and i think therefore when you look at that and i've just been playing around with how you can put those sort of bundles together i think that's very attractive to lawyers and it's also very attractive for the management of the firm in disseminating information giving people um yeah accounts packs and so forth 
that lawyers will actually read. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot greener as well, isn't it? Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think there are attractions, but I think it will be for the time being, and we see that in our roles at Ticket, fundamentally orientated towards the larger firm for the reasons that I've described. Yeah. But that will clearly filter down into the uh, medium-sized law firms over time. But there is this big difference in the travel requirements and mm-hmm. the activities between the firms. Of course, of course. I think it's interesting, Rob, that we have had as Ticket TFB an application for time recording on a BlackBerry for perhaps five years. Yeah. And the take-up amongst a classic Ticket TFB client base has been negligible. Really? Simply because they just don't see the need for it or have an interest in it. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't use Blackberries. I mean, they do um, for you know, standard email. But there's never really been that driver to use a Blackberry for um, other office-based applications amongst our base. Yeah. And I suspect that um, really backing up what Simon said, that the, the iPad will become very popular, but there will probably be a lag between clients wanting applications for the iPad but there will always be those first movers like Eversheds and there will be others who come up with some very exciting uh, ways of using this technology. But um, everybody else will be some way behind that, I think. This is an interview in our 10-minute series. And as you might already have noticed, we are heading for the 20 minutes. But I think we have a good excuse because I'm talking to two people now. So let's go to the final question. And that concerns uh, any upcoming product developments and other plans for the future be delighted to share some of them. Obviously, there's a few things that we have in mind that we probably wouldn't want to talk about quite yet. Um, but one of the key things for us now, as uh, as I'm sure most of your listeners will be aware, we're part of the Ticket Group. Yeah. And Ticket, a lot of exciting uh, technology and uh, intellectual property that we're looking to see how we can use uh, within uh, the Ticket TFB client base. Yeah. And the first thing I'd perhaps talk about is... Uh, Ticket's e-marketing suite, which is a market-leading product set. It's in use in 200 law firms across the world, some of the very biggest law firms that use it. But it is a very, very powerful template design system for email communications, which you can then send out to your contacts, uh, tracking the links that they click on. And we've begun to make that available to um, the Ticket TFB client base. And over the next uh, few weeks and months, we will be improving the way that product integrates with our basic um, database to enable that product to be used by um, many, many more Ticket TFB users. And I think that's a very exciting uh, change, and our clients will be able to take advantage of products that have previously been used by the very biggest law firms uh, in the world. In addition, we have some exciting changes uh, coming up in relation to time recording. Uh, funnily enough, um, along the lines that we discussed before, just to try and make that a little bit more accessible uh, when you're away from the office, both Mm -hmm. via mobile and within your office suites, um, Outlook, Word, and so on. And I I guess finally, uh, something that's perhaps not the most interesting of things to some of your uh, listeners, but here for us, uh, public funding and the time and billing systems related to the public funding is still a very, very key part of what we do. And the Legal Services Commission are forever changing the rules and introducing regulations. Um, And it's a major issue for us, but we remain completely and absolutely committed to keeping our software up to date with all of their changes. And this October in particular, 
sees a massive number of changes, and we will be at the very forefront of that to ensure that our software is released on time with all those amendments in place so that our clients can carry on uh, with their time and billing uh, that they need for this particular area of endeavour. Really? Okay. I think, Rob, one of the things, yeah. too, we've, we've just completed, and I've just been sort of leading um, a series of our local user group meetings that we run each year during the early summer. And the some we meet with something like 120, 130 clients at those sessions. Mark talks about development. We look at where the company's going and so forth. A key thing, I think, that really appeals to our user community is really what Mark was talking about there. It's basically magic circle technology at an affordable price for medium-sized law firms. And perhaps not, yes, we've had market-leading applications, but clearly now as a group, we've got the funding um, to back that type of development and the type of applications that we can apply for medium-sized law firms, which they can uh, extract very real value from uh, and gain a competitive edge uh, throughout the market, especially now, obviously, with the Legal Services Act and increased competition coming into the sector. Thank you very much for your time and uh, for this interesting interview. Thank, Thank you very, very much, much Rob. Rob.